Pleasant good morning to you. Good day to you wherever you may be. I want to thank you for joining me this morning. We thank you for being part of this podcast. The name of this podcast, as you know, is You're Not Alone. And, and I, I, I have to say that if God had not been there with that name, I don't know what would have, what, what, what I would have called the, the title um, or the name of the podcast. This Christmas, I know some people are going to feel alone, maybe because last year they, they celebrated with the loved one that are normal there this year. Um, or maybe there are some that have just been sick uh, and they cannot move around like they used to. Um, maybe there's something else that's there. Maybe last year you had uh, your own home, but you lost it. Maybe you had your apartment, you lose it. Maybe things is not just right for you this this Christmas. I really want to tell you, you are not alone. Jesus is with you because in him, the Bible says, we have our being. In him, there is life. And I want to say to you, God is with you. God is for you. God is in you. All you have to do is just pray and, and keep on hoping. In a matter of time, time will pass by and you will, you will gain all that you have lost. I have no doubt. I pray that the Lord God will breathe unto you the breath of life. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to continue in the um, series that I shared with you from the book of Romans chapter 8. Hmm. That Romans chapter 8 that I shared with you yesterday, the verse 32 of that, where the Bible says, He that spared not his son, but deliver him up to us for us all, how shall he not freely also give us all things? Indeed, that is so clear. It is so clear. But then what Paul said next is actually what actually got me um, hooked to this book of Romans chapter 8. Paul is not only a prolific writer, but, but he's a person who, uh, who, 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 who has the Spirit of God leading him over and over. He has given himself to God. He has sold himself completely to God. Now, what he said in the next verse of that, which was verse 33, is that who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. Hmm. Are you being hunted? Are you being hunted? Is there anything that is against you right now that you feel like you're being hunted? Is there anyone that is against you right now that you think that um, something is wrong with you? you you're overwhelmed. You, you, um, you, you're facing spiritual battle. And in your mind, you're beginning to weigh, is God really for me? Well, I needed to read this over and over again. This verse 33 of the book of Romans chapter 8. Who shall lay anything? Anything, the Bible says. Does the law accuse them? Do their own conscience accuse them? Are you accusing yourself? Is your conscience bothering you for something that is in the past? Or is it the devil, the accuser of the brethren, accusing them before uh, God night and day? This is enough to answer all those accusations. It is God that justifies. 
what people say about you does not really matter other than what God say of you. But just make sure what they're saying about you is not something evil and is not something that is right. Because if people are telling you something that is right and you're not paying attention to that, because God can also use people to speak to you the same way Satan will use people to speak to you. How do you know the difference? The difference is there are people who will pick you up while you are down and nurture you back to normalcy. And there are some people who will not pick you while you are down, who will kick you while you are down. So the Bible says here, which is very clear, who shall lay anything who? The word there is who, regardless of their status, regardless of who they may think they are. The Bible is clear here, who is that person that will lay anything, any form of charges? And he says, it is God that justifies. So if God justifies, listen to this now. Men may justify themselves as the Pharisees this, and yet the accusation may be in full force against them. But if God justifies, this answer everything. If God justifies, it answers everything. The Bible says uh, in the book of uh, 1 Samuel, he said, he said, if one man sin against another, the judge will judge. But if, God, if, if a man sin against God, who will, who will entreat? In other words, what the Bible is saying here is that, what the Bible is saying clearly is that God um, has the final say. God has the final say. And the final say is that after him, nothing else. No one speaks after he speaks. He says, who justify? Only God justify. In other words, it is what God says here that stands, not what anybody else says, not what they think, not what they say. You know why? Because they're not God. And if the Bible says that, you know what that gives us? That does not give us a license to be evil and think that who can do anything against this. No, that's not what it says. Neither does it give us a license to to um, to ignore good things and say, well, nobody can say anything to me. It's God that justifies. That's not the case here. The case here is right concerning something that is right, concerning something that is good, concerning something that is righteous, concerning something that is godly. That's what this is all about. If it's concerning something that is godly and just and and and, and goodly, then God will stand in the gap. Regardless of the challenges that we may have, God is the judge, He is the king, He is the party offended, and His judgment is according to truth. That's what it means by God justified. God's judgment is according to the truth, is according to the truth, and sooner or later, all the world will be brought to be of His mind so that we may challenge all our accusers to come and put in their charges. <laughs> Now, these ladies and gentlemen overthrow them all. Overthrow them all. It is God. It is God that overthrows all the accusers. That's why the Bible says, judge not and revenge not. God is the God is the avenger. It is only God that, that will do things that last. And he does it in truth, not in any hypocrisy. Mm-mm. To the righteous, the righteous, faithful God, it is only Him that justified. Who is He that condemned? Though they cannot make good, uh, they cannot make good the charge. Yet they will be ready to condemn. But we have a plea ready to move in arrest of judgment. 
The plague which cannot be overruled. It is Christ that died. It is by virtue of our interest in Christ, our relation to him and our union with him that we are so secured. <laughs> you and I are secured. We are covered by the precious blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're not only covered, we're protected. No one can lay anything against us. No charges can be brought against us. The charges that I meant is the charges that they will bring against us spiritually. We will be free from it. Because God will look at us and will look at our conscience and know that we are not who they say we are. I remember a story very vividly. Hmm. That story, every time I remember that, it makes me want to just think of things. When my mother was accused of witch, my mother was accused of witchcraft. <laughs> oh my God, it was not an easy thing. Oh my God, they 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 were ready to crucify my mother because my father had the audacity to say to my mother, "Why is it that all your children are doing better than the rest of my children?" What man say that in his right mind? He said to my mother, "He said, why is it that?" Your children are doing far more better than the rest of my children. There gotta be something you have. You have. You are practicing witchcraft. My mother said, "I am not God. It is God that does all things." And this is where the the battle begins. The battle began that my mother was accused of that, and they gathered together. And there's a method they use in my in my in my culture to detect if you have this, uh, if you practice witchcraft or not. And they brought the method. And they brought the method, waiting for my mother to fall. And in the midst of that, where people gathered, and in the midst of their so-called tradition, my mother stood upright, and she, you know, she's a Muslim, and she cried out, she cried out, Allah Akbar, meaning God is great. And she stood still. Everybody was amazed. It is God that justified. God justified my mother there. God justified my mother. God justified in truth. God knew that my mother is is holy. My mother has done nothing wrong, and you can see my father and the rest of the gang wash him on their faces. And now suddenly he wants to be nice. We took our mother and we went home. And he came home later. He wanted to talk. We uh, that was the day that I look at my father in the face. I never look at my father in the face. But that day I was so angry with him, and I said to him, "I said you are not God, and you see how God has has vindicated this woman." I said the same God that vindicated her is going to stand by her. This is what the Bible meant when the Bible says that it is God that justifies. It is God that justifies. Are you in a kind of a way that you have been accused of something that you did not do? Are you in a kind of a way where you have been called what you are not? And that's bothering you, and you're beginning to look around and think that something is wrong. Listen, God will justify. The death of Christ has given us victory. The birth of Christ has given us promise of, of victory. And so, it is Christ that died. By the merit of His death, He paid our debt, and and the surety payment is a good plea to an action of debt. It is Christ, an able, all-sufficient Savior. It is Him. And then his resurrection, yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Rather, he has risen again. 
this is a much greater encouragement for it is convincing evidence that the divine justice was satisfied by the merit of his death. His resurrection was his acquaintance. It was a legal discharge that he has nothing against them. Death could not even hold him into the grave. Therefore, the apostle mentioned it with the year rather, if he had died and not risen, we had when we were, we would have been where we are. Because there would not have been, there would not have been anything like uh, Savior. No. But the fact that he died and risen again is the reason why we now know that every legal charges of that they have on him, that Satan have on him, is being cleared up. That's why the Bible says here, no one can lay anything in charge of the elect. Nothing. So right now, our Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. He's even at the right hand of God for the evidence that he has done his work and a mighty encouragement to us in reference to all accusation that we have a friend, such a friend in God. So don't feel lonely and don't feel disturbed and don't feel discouraged for he that is in you is greater than he that is in the, in the battle that you're facing. Look, what a friend we have in Jesus. A friend that stands and stands and keeps standing. It is only in him we have all this. The Bible says that in him we have our being. Oh yeah, victory is from him. Victory is in him. He's the light. He's the word of life. He's the bread of life. He's everything that you can talk, call, call on him for. So I'll advise you. Join me as I pray. Father, we thank you for your mercy and your favor. Be everything for us and guide us that we may know you from now on. And we may rely on your promises and your word that no one can lay any charge against him. For Christ is our Savior. God bless you.